Welcome to the Richard Blackby Leadership Podcast, helping people take their leadership to the next level. Brought to you by Blackby Ministries International. Welcome back to the podcast. It's good to be with you all. Richard, it's good to see you. Well, thank you, Sam. <laughs> Never a dull moment. <laughs> So let's face it, a lot uh, of leaders are gifted in, in different ways. They're not all the same. Yeah. Some aren't gifted with high IQs. Is there any way to compensate for that lack of IQ or if you're just not as uh, intelligent maybe as other leaders? How, yeah. How you, would you? Well, I think, you know, that? sometimes you can feel way over your head. There's some seemingly brilliant leaders who just have a photographic memory and who look at an issue and immediately have a great solution. And and then you might say, but that that's not me. I'm just a hardworking guy, average intelligence. Uh, and and that would that's how I would describe myself. Uh, probably just average intelligence. But but I, what I want to talk about in this session is the power of focus. When you actually focus yourself, I. I think if you've got a choice between a brilliant but distracted leader and an average intelligence leader who's highly focused on the matter at hand, you're far better off with the average intelligence person who's focused than a brilliant guy who's distracted. Uh, I read a biography on uh, Albert Einstein one time, and uh, when he died, they actually took his brain out which is kind of gross to think about, but they, <laughs> they, they pulled his brain out because they, they just, the guy was obviously brilliant and he would just think uh, about the universe and would figure stuff out just in his brain. And then later, scientists would use high-powered telescopes and mathematical equations and so on. And, and over and over again, they would find through science, they would prove what Einstein had figured out in his head. And so Which you've is got, crazy. yeah, you've got this math. He and he and he. That's kind of what he would do. He he'd figure it out in his head. He'd think out through a problem, then he would say, "Now, you scientists, get your telescopes out and measure this, and measure radioactive waves or whatever." And um, and sure enough, they would discover he was right. He just figured it out in his head. So so when he died, they pulled his brain out and and basically tried to figure out was this guy just gifted with a brain that was twice the size of an average human being or, you know, what was it? And, and I, I think it was, they, they found some things that looked a little bit different, but for the most part, nothing just really jumped out to say, uh, the guy just had such a huge IQ. Uh, he, he was obviously brilliant and he did have a high IQ, but what he was able to do was to focus that attention on a problem and stick with the problem until he solved it. And I think that's something that every leader can learn, the power of focus. And the, the great temptation of leaders today is distraction. Yeah. Uh, just if, if you are distracted with a couple of dozen different uh, concerns and problems, then, uh, then, then you, you, you don't ever bring to bear all the power that is available to you by focusing on one thing at a time. Um, I, I had a friend one time when I, when I was going through PhD studies, I was average intelligence. I had to work hard, study hard, put in the time. Uh, I, 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 German, I had to have two years of German, just ate my lunch. Uh, <laughs> and a bunch of guys all along the way, every, 
I had to take a 13 hour entrance exam. Uh, a lot of guys didn't make it through that. No, we, thanks. You had to write a huge, about a 40 page paper to, to get in. And some people didn't make it through that. Uh, and just every step there were casualties. But, uh, but I remember there was one guy that was without a doubt, the, the most, the smartest guy in the room. I mean, you could, and he was real nice. He wasn't arrogant about it at all, but, but he was brilliant and everything came easy to him. I'm just slaving away trying to memorize German words. And for him, it's like delightful. He'd he'd never done it before, but it was just like he had such brain power. It was incredible. Well, he obviously gets hired on uh, pretty quickly uh, to uh, be a professor. And and he he was a really nice guy, and I I really liked him. He's a brilliant person. But uh, there were some problems going on circling around the, the school that he was in. And, uh, and when I'd come back to visit, I'd stop in to see him and see how he was doing. And uh, over time, he got distracted. He, got, he focused on what people were doing, what, what, he, what upset him, that, that people were saying and so on. And, uh, and, and, he, and he took his eye off the ball. And at a certain point, he just became consumed with all kinds of things outside of his work and his job. And that's all I wanted to talk about, focus about. And eventually, uh, his wife just got tired of hearing him obsess about all these negative, critical things. And she left him. He ended up divorced and ultimately lost his job and Hmm. was taking it. The last I heard a number of years ago was working at a job far beneath what he was capable of doing. And I always had that as something of a warning sign to me to say, that's what happens when you, when you lose your focus, when you, you, you knew what you were there to do, but instead of focusing with riveted attention to the task at hand, you were listening to these voices and looking over there and concerned about this and that. And so you never were able to give your full attention to the issue in front of you, the job that you've been hired to do. And I see lots of people like that. If they would ever just focus their attention, uh, they could accomplish breakthrough thinking. Uh, they could solve huge problems, but they, they, they don't keep their eye on the ball. And, uh, and that's the power of focus. Yeah, well, and it seems like even in, in today's culture, and especially with today's technology, there's even more uh, ways that you can become distracted. Oh, yeah. As well, even just... In my own experience, I've had to to limit my cell phone usage and turn off the alerts and stuff, and and I found that that actually helps when your when your phone isn't pinging you every yeah. five yeah. minutes about something or another. Yeah, I, I had to turn off all the notifications for me because if even even if you're having time with God, yeah, maybe you're praying in the morning, maybe you're just starting off your day with some devotions, but uh, your your computer or your cell phone keeps dinging you every time a new email or a, someone just posted something on Facebook or whatever, yeah. and you're, you're, it's vibrating, and, and and you can't help it, but you're... Right, That's, it's, you, a, you, it's the, a Pavlovian... Uh... <laughs> yeah, you've, at least, even if you don't look at it, you've just been distracted. You know that what that means. Some Someone just sent you a message. Something's and so there. And... Now you're not 100% focused, and, and certainly, if you're talking to God, you, you should not... A one ding, one buzz on your cell phone should not disrupt, take your attention away from God, but it, it does. And 
So yeah, I, I and I found and then you then you waste time and it and it you know you even if like I'm as you know obsessive about answering emails but yes uh, so I may be sitting at my desk working on a, a presentation I have to make maybe I'm trying to just make some decisions that I need to make about our organization in the future and then I see an email comes in well oh you know I need let me just see what he had to say and maybe you took two three five minutes. Maybe I, I typically I'll answer the email if I get let myself get distracted, and now it's like okay now where was I? What was I thinking about? I was yeah, oh yeah just I was sort of broken that I was right on the the verge the cusp of this great breakthrough thought, but now you you just lost ground. You you've got to start over again. And what you find is the way that we're pelted with social media notifications is that. About every five minutes, you have to go back to the start and try to make another run at getting deep and profound again. It's like losing your place when you're reading. You yeah, you keep read going the back. Same sentence over and over. Uh, and uh, there's a great book called uh, "The Shallows: uh, What the Internet Is Doing to Our Brains." That just says, in this social media, internet type of uh, world in which we live now, we're bombarded with uh, all kinds of of uh, messages and the messages are shorter and they're uh they're in little sound bites their little twitter uh feeds or they're about at, at most he says we, we can read about the length of a normal size blog or perhaps even just a one computer screen and he says we can't we can't think deeply anymore we can't even read a a, a significant book of more than a hundred pages anymore because we just don't have the attention span. There. Yeah, and he says that the uh, internet is is literally rewiring our brains and how they think. Now we want everything in a Twitter size uh, or just a, a short blog post, but we, we don't want to read a four or five hundred page book that really goes into yeah. depth or just a tweet. Yeah, just to give me the headline. Just we're always looking for this and watch uh, politicians anymore. They don't. You know, it used to be you'd have a, a Lincoln in a debate, uh, and he would present all kinds of reasoned arguments and and build his case and and appeal to your reason uh, to win his case. Now it's all sound bites. It's just yeah. it, don't, you don't, they don't even try to answer each other's uh, debates and and arguments. They just put out a sound bite just and it, it because they know that we're not going to think deeply about things anymore. And so you look at a society that can't think deeply, can't focus on issues, uh, and certainly politics is full of that. We, uh, we, we all know that we've got huge problems like a, an, an enormous national debt and other things, and, but people just, they don't give reasoned, rational uh, solutions to that. It's all sound bites, yeah. and, and no one really plans on doing anything about it. Uh, and, and we are a society that can't think deeply anymore, can't stay focused on an issue long enough to actually get it solved. Well, this is uh, very depressing, and it sounds like <laughs> there's no hope for humanity. So let's take a quick break, and then we'll maybe talk about how we can sure. still focus, even, <laughs> even with cell phones. Although we don't offer transcripts of the podcast, Richard writes blog posts on many of the leadership topics discussed on the show. You can find these and other resources at richardblackaby.com. So based on the first half of this, uh, it, it sounds like it's it's almost impossible to stay focused in today's society, being bombarded with voices, noises, issues, uh, and not to mention the internet and social media. 
How do you, how can, how can one focus today? Well, I think, uh, Several things. One just uh, is to say, learn to practice focusing. Make that a goal of yours, and and determine that you want to focus on what's most important. Uh, Throughout a a normal eight-hour day, you'll be hit with all kinds of issues you could give your attention to. But what happens often is we address all the minor issues, the squeaky wheels. But then the really important issue we never got to. Uh, Warren Bennis. Once quipped, I often observe people in top positions doing the wrong things well. Uh, Peter Drucker, we uh, we mentioned uh, him recently in a book review, but he said effective executives don't splinter themselves; they concentrate on one task, if at all possible. I've never encountered an executive who remains effective while tackling more than two tasks at a time, uh, and and I'm challenged by that to say what he's saying is they focus; they don't try to do a dozen things. I think it was. D.L. Moody, who said, anyone who says these 10 things I do uh, has no idea what it means to, to make something a priority. You, you can't yeah. have a dozen priorities. Uh, and so focus means you prioritize and say, this is the most important thing. And especially the higher up you go as a leader, I feel like the less number of things you do, anything you can delegate to someone uh, down line from you. you. You delegate so that the crucial things, the really important things that you as a leader have got to address are the only things left on your table, on your desk, and you focus on a few things. But if you can get this problem solved, if you can figure out this possibility, it will, it will all of a sudden greatly increase your profitability, your success as an organization. It will it'll stop the hemorrhaging that you're experiencing with money or staff over, over a turn. Uh, and so you focus on the big uh, possibilities, the big problems, and you, and you just relentlessly stay with that. They, there was, uh, it was said of uh, J.P. Morgan. He said, they, they said his, he, had, has, he has one chief mental asset, a tremendous five minutes concentration of thought. Uh, and I like that. Uh, he, 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 they did. They said he didn't just spend you know day upon day, but when he would just give his full attention to an issue, a, a staff person would come and say, "Hey, we got this problem, or I can't get this uh, financial statement to to work out, whatever." He could just give. He could just tune everything else out and just zero in uh, until he found the solution. John Rockefeller said once, uh, "Do not many of us who fail to achieve big things." fail because we lack concentration. The art of concentrating the mind on the thing to be done at the proper time and to the exclusion of everything else. And then just, I'd be remiss without just mentioning Churchill. Of course. Uh, One general referred to Churchill's fury of concentration. They said when he was really concentrating on something, it was, it was like the fury. I mean, he, it was lethal. Uh, When he finally turned his devastating attention to a problem. You knew he was going to just stick with it. it he, uh, his, his, uh, com- or his biographer said, when his mind was occupied with a particular problem, it focused upon it relentlessly. Nobody could turn him aside. Uh, and, and what I find is a lot of times a casual consideration will not solve the big problems of the day. Yeah. Uh, giving just a few moments thought will not solve the big problems of society. It comes from just forcing yourself to focus and, and tune everything else out just for that uh, topic, that problem, until you find a solution. So what are, what are some practical ways that, that one can do that? Well, you know, I think sometimes you got to close your office door. 
I, uh, I didn't really like to do that. Uh, I liked having an open door policy, but sometimes if you've got people coming in all day long, you're just being continually interrupted. And sometimes if you really have some important uh, issues to deal with, uh, close the door. Tell your assistant, don't let anybody in. Uh, put your phone on silent. Uh, certainly stop all the, uh, uh, all, all the different notifications that buzz you and cross your screen. Just go on a, on a Facebook or a, a social media fast when you're really trying to, to, to concentrate. Now, I know some people that are real extroverts, and they want to go work in a coffee shop. Uh, they want to have all kinds of music blasting in their office. And maybe if, if listening to music tunes out everything else for you, that's great. But I've typically been the kind of person, I want silence. I just need silence. I don't want any noises, any interruptions, any pings, any buzzes. Uh, sometimes that means I get up really early in the morning so that no one else is stirring and no one's calling, uh, or maybe late at night. But find some time where you can uh, eliminate as many distractions as possible. Uh, and you you have to just discipline yourself. Uh, you have to just... Take turn things off, put things away. Uh, just discipline yourself not to check on your inbox or anything else until you've uh, given adequate time to the matter at hand. And is there a is there a danger in being too extremely focused on on the matters at hand? You know, that, sometimes that's what uh, absent-minded professors are. They're yeah. in a, they're in a different world dealing with issues, and they're oblivious to what's happening right in front of them. And I, I do think there, uh, some of the most brilliant people, like Einstein, you know, was a brilliant uh, mind, but there are times where he would get lost walking around the campus and not be able to find his way back to his house, which was nearby. Uh, and sometimes I think you, you, you that, that's where you need to discipline yourself with focus and then put that aside and say, okay, but what's happening in the world around me? Uh, you know, the, some people are so focused on their work that when they get home and their kids want time with their mom or their dad, uh, they're, they're not able to release that focus and now give attention to their spouse, or their kids, uh, to relationships. Uh, you, a couple of examples just with that. William Carey, who's considered the father of the, the, the modern missions movement, had a passion for mission work uh, around the world and and he wanted to go to India as a missionary. But his wife was just not cut out for that. His wife did not feel led to do that. She didn't share his passion. So he was actually ready to go without her. And, and I mean, he, where he was prepared to go away for years in, and be in India while his wife stayed back in England. Uh, and at one point, he, he got on board the ship and was uh, ready to sail without his wife. And uh, there was a d delay, and during that delay, the wife had second thoughts and didn't want to be left behind, and so she went with him. But uh, she she basically went crazy uh, because Carrie was just in his element. He he always wanted to be a missionary. He was focused on that, translating scripture into the, the, the local language and so on. And his wife, I mean, ultimately had to be basically put into a padded cell room so she didn't hurt herself. She literally lost her mind. Wow. And you look at that and you just say, well, you know, some of the people who have really accomplished a lot in society, sometimes there's a, they pay a heavy price yeah. because 
in, in one sense, if you're really going to have breakthrough accomplishments, you've got to set aside and ignore a lot of other things. The problem is sometimes you ignore people and, uh, and issues that shouldn't be ignored, like your, your spouse, your, yeah. kid, your family. A.W. Tozer, a great hero of mine. I mean, Tozer is, was a great preacher, uh, inspiring uh, teacher of God's word. Uh, and, uh, but when he died, his wife actually remarried, married a businessman. And, and so the businessman was a Christian, but he was, he was not, uh, certainly famous like A.W. Tozer was. He was just an ordinary Christian business person. And so they asked his widow, uh, well, what's it like being married? You know, you were married to this famous Christian writer and speaker, and now you're married just to an ordinary person that nobody really has ever heard of before. He said, well, they said, well, what's that like? Her answer was, I've never been happier in my life. Uh, Tozer, she said, loved Jesus Christ, but Leonard loves me. And uh, I thought that was profound. Here's a guy who's known as a great, great Christian leader, a great thinker, great preacher. And, and, and he had incredible insights into God's Word because he spent all of his time focusing on it. But apparently he neglected his wife. And his, his wife said, I have no doubt that my husband loves God. I'm not so sure he loves me. Hmm. And, uh, and I think that's a shame. And, I, and to be honest with you, as I've studied a lot of biographies, I've studied a lot of great leaders, there is a tension there because the people often that have some of the biggest breakthroughs in politics, in military, uh, in, in other areas of human endeavor are the ones who put aside every other distraction so that they yeah. can have breakthrough thinking. But if you're not careful... I don't. I, I just don't think. Certainly, that God uh, expects you, or requires you, to neglect your marriage, your children, in order to focus on what He wants you to do in your life. And certainly, a lot of preachers have done that. They thought that because they were doing God's work, that God took priority over their family. Uh, what God does, I think, He ought to be your number one priority. But I think if you're carefully listening to God, He will not lead you to neglect. Uh, the spouse that he commanded you to to uh, leave all others and cleave to them. Uh, I think what yeah. happens is we assume in our own misguided zeal that because we love Jesus, we need to just forsake everyone else, every other commitment, and just spend all of our time and focus on him. And uh, the problem is if you do things God's way, he'll make sure that your family is blessed, even as you're uh, as a leader, focusing on the issues that you have as well. So it sounds like there's a there's a middle road. Yeah, and I think you know I, the way I kind of have, and I I've I have struggled with this because I want to be really good at what I do, and the way I've kind of dealt with it is this way: whatever you're doing at the moment, be fully engaged, be fully mm. focused, uh, and so that means that when you walk in the office door. You are in the game. You're in the zone. And you go into your office and you realize, before lunchtime today, I need to decide which person to hire. That's a huge decision. I need to focus. I need to make this decision correctly, or it could really cost the, the organization. And this afternoon, I need to be deciding which direction do we go. Do we acquire this uh, other company? Do we enter into this partnership? Do we hire these consultants? Uh, some huge decisions that will have huge ramifications. So I'm going to be completely focused. But then you go home. And so you stop checking your 
emails from work. You put aside your work cell phone. Uh, your three-year-old son comes running up to, to greet you as you as he sees you walk in the house. Now you're just as focused on that three-year-old as you were when you were deciding who to hire earlier that morning. And when you sit down to have your quiet time, you, you cut out your work, you cut out your three-year-old, you cut out everybody else, and now you're focused on God with everything that you have. And what I have felt I need to do is not to be feel guilty when I'm totally uh, focused on my work, because when I'm at work, I need to be. But but when I go home, I need to be just as focused on the people that greet me when I walk in the door. And they can tell. And I tell you, I've been guilty of that, where, you know, I'm I'm, I'm sitting in the room with my family, but I'm checking my emails. I'm just checking uh, online. And, uh, you know, your kids will... I think probably most of us as parents have at some point had a, a two-year-old child that uh, took their little tiny hands and put them on my, your face and turned your face so you were looking right at them <laughs> and said, look at me, Daddy. Uh, you're, I was in the room, but I was distracted. I was yeah, not focused. Not present. And you know what I find is if you're with someone and you're focused on them, you don't have to. I mean, you, you want to spend quantity time as well, but quality time you, the way you measure quality time is by focus. And when you're with your spouse and you're eyeball to eyeball, you're listening to everything that they're saying, you're in touch with their feelings and their heart, and, and you're responding fully to what they're saying, you don't have to spend 12 hours necessarily to do that. Uh, but when you're with someone, give them just as much focus. And by the way, that's, that's something that people have always said about my dad. My dad would be speaking at a meeting with... Uh, 10,000 people in the room. And after the meeting was over, someone would come up to my dad. And over and over again, I had people say, I felt like I was the only person in the room with your dad. He didn't, he wasn't looking behind me, looking at who was passing by, who was standing in line to talk to him next. He looked me right in the eyes and he listened to what I was saying and he gave me a direct response. And, and the whole conversation might've been five minutes or less. But in those five minutes, that person was given his undivided attention. Mm. And I've had people 30 years later still tell me word for word what dad said in that moment as he was giving them their full attention. And so when you're focused, it, 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 it may be five minutes of focused time with a particular person, but it can change their life. Mm. Uh, but 10 hours of distracted being in the same vicinity may not have any impact at all. So what I would encourage you is whatever you give your attention to, give all of your attention to it, be fully engaged, be completely focused. And uh, you may go to new depths of thinking, new insights. You may solve problems on a scale you never imagined were possible. You might only have average intelligence, but if you, but as they say, the average person uses just a fraction of their brain. We never really engage most of our brain power on anything that we're dealing with. And one of the ways you get more of your brain in the game is by focusing. You you may not have as high of IQ, but if you can engage uh, 80% of your brain into a problem instead of 10%, all of a sudden you do have a lot of brain power at your disposal if you'll just focus. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, review us on Apple Podcasts, and don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. If you have questions or comments, please email us at podcast at blackbee.org.